in Hernando, Mississippi. Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Matt, it's not raining. It is not raining for the first time uh, in, for the first show in two weeks. Two weeks and three. Actually, the first day in like six, and so just an absolutely gorgeous afternoon. Going to be gorgeous all week. The window was up at the at the yeah. If you hear at the barbecue right studio, some strange noises on the microphone. Uh, that is that is something coming from outside. Maybe maybe Uncle Bubbles, a little pre party. Maybe uh, something <laughs> going on out there. Uh, not sure. Actually, that's allowed. Well, hang on. We're re- as we're recording this at four thirty on a Monday. The noise ordinance. They're allowed to have a band right around that time. They they are. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I have my decibel uh, reader out here right now. I don't. Nope. Nope. It's under thirty. We're good. We're good. Under we're seventy. Good. Under seventy five. There no, was a bird over there that was really really loud. <laughs> it was really loud. It was really loud. Great afternoon here, and so we're we're uh, looking forward to having this show, Matt. Very busy weekend. Uh, both. We'll get to that for both of us. Uh, but of course, also uh, sad for you. Glad that uh, I hope everything went well. Uh, you did. Have, oh man, talked it, about your uncle passing away uh, on the Friday show. One of the last shows I talked about. Do people want to be at your funeral, or they feel like they had to be there? Uh, Derek, I mean, look, uh, James Bankston was an awesome guy. You would have really liked him. I don't know if you ever met my uncle before. You've seen his house where you yep. passed by to yep. the camp and stuff. But just a great guy. And um, I mean, two pastors had an opportunity to speak about him. Uh, got to see cousins, family, and stuff at a time at a sad time. But the one of the, the first pastor typically talks about the obituary. That's typically mm-hmm. what they do, and uh, not not this guy. He knew my uncle extremely well. He was pastor of that church for 15 years, and he took time to really call out members of the community, guys in the community, myself. I mean, whatever. To who's going to fill this void? Mm-hmm. And just a, a wonderful job. Very emotional uh, because they were they had become really really good friends. And uh, he was sad. He w- the the thing he talked about real quick, and I won't go beat you along on this. He talked about typically the person who reads the obituary, the first pastor, talks about the homecoming and the home going of the person that they're there to uh, to to mourn uh, and grieve over. And um, and he just said, I'm not going to do that today because I'm hurting because I lost my friend. And um, very raw. Uh, just did a really really good job. The whole service was good. My brother is the funeral director. Uh, most people know that Crane Funeral Home uh, down in Franklinton, Louisiana. Just a great guy. Just a great. One thing that did come out of it, uh, Derek, is we will be having my cousin is going to come on with us. He's going to come on. Okay. He's a very avid turkey hunter. Okay. And so, with the next three weeks before turkey season starts here in Mississippi, he's going to come on with us. We'll probably do something Zoom related, record the Zoom call. Um, he listens to our show up in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Nice. Yeah. So we have uh, one listener in Fayetteville, Arkansas, but he well, listens to our show and he goes, Hey, with Turkey season coming up, I want to come on your show and let's t- visit and talk about Turkey hunting. You and I have no clue <laughs> what we're talking no. about. No clue about Turkey hunting, but he does. And so he wants to come on and talk about it. So I was like, Jay, anytime you're ready, uh, we can get this done. But again, good to see cousins and family. Sad reason to see them. Like I said, on Friday show, uh, on Friday show, I know where he is. He's reading the King James with King James. I'll just say <laughs> that. James. He's reading it with him. So, uh, Uncle James, I, I love you. And, and, again, I can't wait to see you soon. I'm glad you made it back safely. Um, and, again, we're going to get to our, our weekend. Our, our words on the weekend uh, are going to deal a lot with what happened uh, over the weekend. But, you know, another thing we could you could do this weekend when it's going to be beautiful. Derek, is there a better time during the spring, 72 degrees, 
ride around with your wife, ride around with your significant other, ride around with your family, and look at houses. No. New construction going on all around Hernando, DeSoto County. It's uh, it's still a hot market when it comes to DeSoto County real estate, but I'm begging you, please do not take that journey by yourself. Get in touch with the top real estate team in DeSoto County. Of course, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, our 2022 presenting sponsor. Brian and Terry and their team possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team in DeSoto County for the last 13 years. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available whenever you need them. Recently voted DeSoto County's best realtor for the fourth time they're currently offering a free no obligation market analysis give brian and terry your address they'll tell you all about your neighborhood your zip code your street all the different analytics to help you make the right decision when it comes to buying or selling a home in DeSoto County. Give them a call at 662-449-1700, 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D, for the best real estate experience in DeSoto County. You want to use the best. Call Brian and Terry today. Again, 662-449-1700. Or do a full home search throughout the Mid-South at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch, C-O-U-C-H.com. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2022 presenting sponsor. Derek, our 2022 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop, I told you a couple weeks ago, donated a grill, helped us raise almost $400 for our silent auction item. Really, really appreciate them doing that. Thank you, Malcolm and Rochelle, for supporting the crew of Fernando. We're going to talk a little bit more about that here shortly when it comes to our words from the weekend, but thank you, Malcolm and Rochelle, for supporting. As I mentioned, How to Barbecue Right Shop, located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. How to Barbecue Right Shop has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or some of the coolest high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you need to stop by his shop today. Find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. Call him locally at 912-9947. That's 912-9947. Visit his website, howtobbqright.com. But the best experience is to visit the How to Barbecue Right shop, again, located in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. I'll continue to mention it. They have the first anniversary of their store coming up on March 19th. That's Saturday, March 19th, which will be the second Saturday of spring break from 10 a.m to 2 p.m. They'll be doing live demos with Boyle Boss, Traeger, and many more companies. They'll have prizes, giveaways, and for the kids, they will have free hot dogs. Again, that's the How to Barbecue Right Shop, March 19th, their first anniversary, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Thank you, Malcolm Rochelle, for being such a wonderful part of the UTW podcast. We really appreciate it. Well, Derek, let's jump right into it. Recording this on a Monday, our Tuesday show, actually Fat Tuesday, now that I think about it. It will be our Fat Tuesday show. It will be our Fat Tuesday show. Right. So actually, that's all about me. So this this should have been my solo show. Fat Fat should have been my, my solo show. I mean, anybody who dresses up for the Halloween podcast as Fat Albert, which I did. It did. Which it I did. did. I mean, seriously, uh, right here in the How to Barbecue Right Shop studios, I was in full Fat Albert gear. Come and on. Now, now. And on Mars Fat Tuesday, uh, for those of y'all that don't know, that means uh, that it will be the day before Ash Wednesday. This is the day you basically... Uh, 
you try to eat and drink everything that you can uh, because uh, the Lenten season is coming up. And if you're uh, traditionally Catholic, that means you give up something for Lent. You have to fast, have to abstain for certain things. And therefore, the Tuesday will be the last day for you to do it for the next 44 days after that. So if that is uh, what you do, if you'd like to participate, by all means, please eat and drink and be merry. Yeah, and you and I will be at the Ash Wednesday service uh, yes. there at the at Hernando United Methodist Church. I'm glad we go at night because, uh, you know, the, the actual <laughs> Ash. I mean, sometimes Brother David and them do like you, some people you'll see. One out of every ten has kind of a cool one. Yeah, but I'd say nine out of ten of it's them. A, you, you look, it's like what what just it's happened there? It's just like it, somebody it, it just is. smudged. <laughs> You've been cleaning chimneys or something. I'm not sure what's no, going right. on. Right? If you, yeah, our youth group will actually be there, so uh, that'll be fun. But if you if you told them, hey, for the rest of the day, the next twelve hours, you had to go to school or something with the uh, smudge on your forehead, it would, it would slow down. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. the attendance would slow down. Look, let's talk about our words from the weekend, and we talked about just how busy we were. But, man, what a great cause uh, to be a part of. Our words from the weekend, Derek, I'm, I'll go ahead and do mine first because you just go first. first. Go ahead. I'll go mine first, and my word from the weekend is normal. And I say normal because our setup, our party, and our takedown for the 10th annual Mardi Gras at the gym in Nesbitt was normal. Wonderful party. Nearly 400 people attended our party on Saturday night. I saw a lot of masks, but they're not the masks <laughs> I was talking about. You know, I, I was, was I awesome. was a little. I won't be honest. I was surprised. You know, we did put on the, on the advertising mask required. Yeah. Then, of course, two years ago, nobody even blinks at that. Of course, mm-hmm. you know what you're talking about. But now, when it says mask required to get in the door, everybody, you're wondering that everybody's gonna wear, sure. you know, mask or be upset because you had to have a mask. And maybe there were a few people that showed up because they thought they had to have uh, a surgical mask on and not the uh, the mask for your right, eyes or exactly. for your face. So, but I uh, know uh, the it was wonderful to, to see actual normal yes, mask, normal actual carnival mask. Were the mask we were talking about and encouraged people to wear. It was raining. It was cold. But uh, Hernando, thank you so much for showing up and showing out. We really appreciate it. We will announce the numbers as far as what we feel like we raised on Friday. We are, uh, you know, got to pay a few bills, uh, keep tallying up a couple things, let some bank the, the bank deposits happen from the square and stuff on Saturday night. So just look. Thank you, Hernando, for supporting. Thank you, Desoto County, uh, Derek. I'll say this. I don't mind saying this. Uh, thank you to the ladies of Hernando. Yes, still bringing some fastballs. <laughs> I mean, can we say that? I mean, at this point, right, you and I are in our 40s. I mean, so a lot of people there were 30s, 40s, or 50s. Thank you for bringing your fastballs, okay? Uh, thank you for being in the game. We appreciate it. No, look, they, they were very, <laughs> there were some very beautiful people there. Absolutely. Uh, Saturday night. And it was just it was good. I mean, everybody, you, you want to look your best. The guys wearing tuxes, uh, ladies wearing ball gowns. And so just very, very nice to see people out at a function, at a, at a, at a countywide function this happened to be a ball but just any party of any sort you know full dancing full band and uh, just an absolutely great time ended the night with purple rain and they uh, they did it justice absolutely so really good job again aces wild was the band a local gentleman by the name of joey mcbride is one of the uh, members of that band so we appreciate joey and aces wild uh you know and so forth but normal was my word Derek, and that's going to lead you into your word which is what my word is fellowship so fellowship goes along very similar to what you said but just the you know, you, you take for granted when you've done this uh, several years with some of the same guys, but when you have two years off and you do see that we have meetings, we have stuff like that, but to be able to get out and just be together, 
have the conversations, you know, kind of coordinate with each other, but just being able to, you know, work. I mean, work can be therapeutic, and I think that absolutely Friday afternoon and Saturday afternoon, it was just therapeutic to be with the guys, to set up, to laugh, to joke, to, you know, figure stuff out, how to get stuff done, to get it done in time and plenty of time. We do appreciate all the guys that showed up to do that. And then on Sunday, on the takedown, I mean, takedown, everybody's like, oh, my God, we have to go clean up, we have to do that. We probably had about 12 or 15 guys showed up. And about an hour and 15 minutes. I mean, just knocked it out, took everything down. I mean, didn't matter how late they stayed out the night before, how much they partied, whether they, you know, went to church or not, they were there 1 p.m. to take down. By 2.15, we were gone. And it just a, uh, a fantastic uh, – just, I mean, again, it's just – it doesn't always have to be, you know, over drinks. It doesn't always have to be at somebody's house. It doesn't always have to be just on the telephone or on texting back and forth. I mean, work with people. Get get your hands dirty. Get out there and just enjoy being part of something and having the conversations that arise. It's just a wonderful, wonderful thing when you're able to do a service project, get out there and raise some money, but also just be around people and, and just old, you know, I guess old-time communication. Uh, just uh, I really felt therapeutic doing that and being able to share that time. And uh, just thank you to all the guys that showed up. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Hernando, again for showing up on Saturday night, helping us raise. Cannot wait to you know give that number on Friday uh, as part of our Friday show. So really excited about it. I mean, it can't, it's hard to believe our 10th annual did our first seven at the Armory, which uh, if people have been to the Armory, we spent seven years trying to remind you that you weren't at the Armory. You know, Heather and I were going through it on our way back from the funeral uh, yesterday. Like, all right, so year one, we did this. Year two, we did this and started kind of piece that together. The last three have been at the gym in Nesbitt. Um, they've done a, a, a great job for us for the last three years. And that's kind of our home right now because it's a beautiful uh, uh, building, a beautiful place. The building kind of is a good backdrop to our decorations and stuff like that. So it's really uh, you know a lot of fun. So look, look for all the pictures, tag all the pictures, share all the pictures, uh, and don't forget this was all for a good cause. Hopefully, raising over thirty-five thousand dollars for local Hernando charities, which Derek and I on here will maybe spread that a little bit, let you guys know what some of the different things and the amounts that are going. You know, in April. Uh, is when we're going to have those numbers. So uh, we'll kind of announce that. Um, not that it's the Crew Fernando podcast, but Derek and I are, are heavily involved in that, and, and we definitely want to shine a light on the good things that are happening in the community. Something else that's happening in the community, Derek, our Fat Tuesday Alderman meeting will be taking man, place tonight. Man, what you got? I would love for Chip to say this is our Fat Tuesday Alderman <laughs> meeting. You know, and then you know, of course, no no disrespect to anybody on the board. We're not calling you fat. Yeah. Uh, we're just saying it is uh, it is Mardi Gras. It is Fat Tuesday, uh, Matt. I'm gonna call my shot. I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, 35 minutes. What are the chances? I'm calling a 35 minute. 35, okay, th- over under 35. I'm saying 35 what, minutes. What are the chances that they walk in doing a second line? Ooh, God, pretty awesome. Would I would guarantee you that five of the seven would probably even know what I'm even talking have about. No clue. They would have no clue. <laughs> okay, I would say five of the seven. I would, five agree, the seven. I would agree with five of the seven. Right. Yes. Again, this is a two pager. Uh, now I will say 35 minutes, not including executive session. They do have executive sessions scheduled. Uh, for Tuesday night, again, we don't are not privy to that, so we're not sure what's going to happen. Uh, there, this one says executive session litigation update by the city attorney. So if you want to uh, ask somebody after the fact what happens, they won't be able to tell you because uh, we're not able to see it. So, But they may be there longer. But I'm saying for the actual meeting itself, uh, a couple things, small things. Um, first one is a recommendation from the police department for parking limits on Ice Plant Road. Which we talked about. We talked about ago. this before. Remember, they asked the uh, police to go back, police chief to go back and say, hey, look, what are your recommendations? Would this just be for Ice Plant Road? Would it be for citywide? How long can a car basically sit on the side of a public road? Interesting. Um, so we'll see what he offers uh, tonight at the meeting, on Tuesday night. So we'll look forward to that. But, again, this is the recommendation from the police chief. Now, they may act on it. They may just take it under advisement. They may – well, we don't know. Now, last time they actually tried to vote last time to go ahead and do it. 
So it may come to a vote tonight, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, then the second thing, I'm going to say this is going to take a most of the meeting, uh, however long it is, a uh, discussion on purchasing land to build the animal shelter yep. on. So some of that might come as a shock to some of y'all listening to this. Do you know about it or what we're talking about? Do, do you know I, where the land they're looking at possibly is? Yes. Are we allowed yes, to say that or are we going to let them say that? I'm going to let them say that. Okay. Uh, I, I will say that it's on 3.75 acres. Okay. Uh, I will say that it is in the city limits of Hernando. Correct. Uh, and so I will let the, I'm going to let them say it tonight. I'm not saying I wasn't told I couldn't. Uh, I just don't, you know, again, yeah, let, let them, them talk it. about that. And then we will definitely cover it on Friday. But they're looking to purchase 3.75 acres. This would not be used only for the animal shelter. They would be looking for a um, public works could also be have future, uh, I guess, expansion plans on this property, too. Can, so, can we mention this? We have people that, that I mean, are, are animal shelter fans. Right. That listen to our show, and, and, and there's animal shelter people that aren't fans that listen to our show. Uh, I will say this. You and I both know there have been some people, I think there's been more talk about, hey, we don't want the animal shelter at Renaissance Park. Right. People have been talking about that. I'm not saying you do, I do, I'm not saying that. But that's something that people have come to the Board of Aldermen, come to different aldermen, uh, you know, kind of, what do you say, off the record, I guess, or whatever, to say, hey, what about maybe not have the animal shelter mixed in with our, possibly where maybe our children would be, you know, our park department may grow over the next 15, 20 years. And um, so it's very interesting, uh, the plan. I like it. I'm just going to be honest with you. It, it makes sense once we know the plan, which we can unveil that on Friday because they're going to talk about it tonight. So uh, I like the idea. You know, we know that fifty dollars to $75,000 has been spent already on the pad for where the animal shelter would be in Renaissance Park. Now, the land was free, so the, there was fifty dollars to $75,000 worth of dirt work already done. So that would be a sunk cost if they decided to go elsewhere. Unless, However, unless, they, unless the town builds something already that's, there. That's correct. It's, that, that's what, yeah. yeah. So the pad is there. So that's not saying nothing could ever go there. Maybe they're going to put move the city park offices there. I mean, anything anything <laughs> like that in the future could be looked at. And I, I don't know, I haven't talked to anybody um, who is against moving it somewhere else. I think they just want to see it done. We yeah, all want to see it done. And I think the, the worry you're probably going to hear is, okay, how much more is this going to delay it? Right. And is this going to put us over our budget? Now, I, I was told that the but this still fits within the budget, that they'd have a good price on this piece of property. Again, we could talk about it Friday. If they don't announce the amount, we can talk about the amount, I think, on Friday. Right. I, I would hope they would say something during the meeting, but if not, we could talk about it on Friday. But uh, so, but with the, with the land being pretty cheap for four acres in Hernando, and then in the building plans, they still think they can come in at the nine hundred thousand dollar number that they've got set aside. Uh, we will we will see. Uh, but that will all be discussed during the meeting. I mean, I'm with you. I kind of like the idea of getting it out there, especially if we're going to have opinions for the parks. If that's what they're going to really push this, and then and that allows the uh, Kimberly Horn to use that space, space now yeah. to put more fields or to restructure the fields. Maybe you have an outfield in there where that building was now or something like that. Anywhere, maybe you're adding the parks office like we talked about. Uh, that kind of really opens it up for them. And then you'll still have a skate park. You'll still have a dog park. And so everything has a park to it, not a, not a shelter, you know, right. as, as the ending word. So anyway, we'll see how that works. Uh, but that, that'll be discussed tonight. And again, I would imagine that would take a lot of the meeting. Um, and plus the piece of property, which hopefully we can talk about on Friday, the piece of property could be used for a number of different Hernando things. Right. It, it doesn't have to be just the shelter. The yeah, property could works, be. Exactly. Say, yes. there, there's other, there will be other future plans for Correct. city, for the city uh, on that property. Uh, the next one is um, the approval of the lowest, best crack ceiling quote 
for Weathersby and Notting Hill subdivisions. If you live in these subdivisions, uh, we know we have a lot of li- listeners in Weathersby and in Notting Hill. Yeah, if you've gone through uh, our it, neighborhood, is this what is this what our neighborhood did? Yeah. Okay. Like where so basically they they put like basically hot tar uh, this the sealant and they put it in the cracks and then what it does it'll expand as it dries and it'll kind of it'll basically smooth out the cracks and it prevents the road from splitting any further and so if you've driven up through grove park going up to lake cedar grove you can see i mean it looks like veins running across the road and i'm not saying it's the most aesthetically pleasing however you you did say that you beat me to that (laughs) yeah it's not very it doesn't look very good but it keeps further damage so at some point when the city gets to that neighborhood to do the overlay there's no more damage you're not having to fill in those cracks further you're not having potholes form that sort of thing so again be looking for that now and weathersby and in Notting Hill going forward probably over the next month or so. The last thing I really want to touch on, item number 18, is the discussion of traffic improvements at Mackinville and Holly Springs Road. Okay. Again, this will be the other probably half of the meeting. This is, uh, obviously, we know the bad turn right by the Toyota dealership, whether you're going straight or turning left, very bad curve, especially if you're trying to come north on Mackinville, trying to get on, you know, continuing going north and having to dodge traffic coming over the hill south on Mackinville or coming west on Holly Springs. So again, a very bad intersection. We've heard roundabout before. We've heard, you know, really pushing for a stoplight right there. They are talking about what is the best option for that traffic flow, not only from, you know, keeping the flow going, you know, you don't want to have things backing up, especially on McInvale, uh, but the other thing is, but to do it safely and obviously cost efficiency is going to have to come in and deal with it because this will be a fully funded city project. There's no state, it's not a state highway like 51 is that they're making decisions over there. Fully city funded. So what will that discussion look like tonight? We're going to be paying attention. Can we get a pennies for the roundabout? (laughs) No, that does not work. Is there something, is there an R word? Uh, Let's see, I don't know. R for the roundabouts, I don't know. So, yeah, and you're totally right. There's not city money there. There's not county. It's inside the no. – I'm sorry. There's no county. There's no state. This is inside the, the town. But I agree. Um, you know, I was driving with Wilson, and that was a little bit kind of a confusing situation for him when he was going north on Mackinville there. So, look, we really appreciate the Board of Aldermen. Uh, hopefully didn't jinx you there by saying over under 35-minute meeting. So, if you want to get home and enjoy your king cake. County news, Derek. Something else coming out of the county. I told you to try and keep it brief because, let me tell you, the only thing people want to talk about when it comes to Decrua is, hey, what's this on my bill? What yeah. you got? An agreement signed between Decrua and the Corps of Engineers has come along. This is to address the growing needs of DeSoto County's population uh, that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and the DeSoto County Regional Utility Authority, that's what the crew stands for, th- the past Thursday signed the Fourth Amendment to the existing project cooperation agreement. Now, what does all that mean? Uh, this agreement will continue to fund the wastewater infrastructure system for DeSoto County. Now, I know people get really upset at Takrua. Yes, it will be a, a tax that is on your water bill, probably obviously for eternity. I'm not, I, look, I don't know, I'm not going to say I'm disagreeing or agreeing the way that they figure it out. However, it is a pass along cost. The city does not receive a penny of that money. It's straight a pass along cost uh, to the crew itself. And the state of has a very uh, good infrastructure for, so I mean, we have one of the best county sewer infrastructures in the state it's, it, this is kind of when you flush your toilets and you your our waste in hernando disappears yeah period okay. and, and it, it goes somewhere and that's what this is for yeah and so this and what this is doing is increasing the federal participation again this is federal money funding limit from more than 84 million where it is right now up to 130 million mm-hmm. we're going to be getting 130 million toward our sewer infrastructure here in the county 10.8 million in new funding comes from the infrastructure improvement and jobs act which is part of all the COVID bills that came out, the, the new infrastructure bill that came out that was so much talked about that signed last November. 
The project supports expansion of existing wastewater systems in DeSoto County and develops new systems in the one unified countywide system due to the county's rapid growth. Again, we need this. We have to have it. It allows, I mean, it's very good for commercial development, for industrial development. I mean, again, I know people get upset about it, but we have a very well-coordinated sewer structure that for the whole county, this is very, very rare. Usually it's cities do it, or maybe a county does it for a certain part of the county. The other part is still all septic or whatever. And we do still have that in Minnesota County. But those that get hooked up to the sewer, I mean, they do a very good job with that. Now, this initial agreement was signed in 2002. That's when the Short Fork Creek wastewater came on uh, all the way back in 2002, which a lot of y'all might be familiar with. And then in 2006, a new agreement was made so that DeCruel was in charge of design and construction activities and the federal government coming general supervisor and administrative oversight. So the, the two, the agreement uh, authorized the construction at that time of the Johnson Creek wastewater. So that's where those two, if you hear about those large wastewater systems, we talk about it all the time, one of them outside of Hernando. That is from former federal funds. We're getting another $11 million heading this way. And so Thursday's signing was the PC8 amendment, again, number four. And now the federal participation will be in the $130 million range. So, again, we, we thank the federal government and also thank you for uh, the, the leaders here really pushing that and understanding how important that is for the growth of DeSoto County. Well, Derek, you, I mean, you, really, you do not want your sewer systems to be crappy. No, you do not. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, you do. I'm, actually, good, you do. I'm good for three dad jokes a show. Okay, so that was one of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, so you, I could have said actually, something else, but yeah, I, you, you know, you could say that. Could have said I mean, something else, but you don't want it to be crappy. But you, but you wanted to take it though out of your house. Uh, yeah, of course. Yes, 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 no doubt. Correct. Absolutely, no doubt about that. Thank you to uh, the board of supervisors for that. I mean, again, as you mentioned, not a lot of people keep up with our sewer systems, but uh, you know, it, it's a, one of the best around. So, a uh, really good job. And right here under the water tower, when you think of a smile, you definitely think of DeSoto Family Dental Care. They have been a presence under the water tower with over sixty years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. Visit their office today to see the difference. Give them a call locally at 429-5239. That's 429-5239. Or stop by their office to see the DFDC difference. They're the official dentist of the UTW podcast. Please consider making them yours. Thank you to Soto Family Dental Care for continuing to support the UTW podcast. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Derek, one of our uh, last-minute sponsors of the crew of Fernando Martigal Ball was this gentleman and his wife, Richard Williams at Williams Services, and we definitely thank you for that. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, spring cleanups, 
gate repair, fence repair. If you're planning to build a fence for this spring and this or this summer, call Richard. Let him be one of the people that gives you a price for fence building. Call him today at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. No job too small, no job too large. Let Richard come out, give you a price. If he can't handle the work, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him today again, 662-292-8855. Middle of our Fat Tuesday show, which puts us right here at the DeSoto County Fact of the Week, brought to us each and every week by the DeSoto County Museum, located across the street from Bancorp South on Commerce. The DeSoto County Museum is open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Again, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Get by there anytime during those hours and let Rob Long and his team show you all around the DeSoto County Museum. What a wonderful, wonderful thing right here we have under the water tower. Derek, our DeSoto County Fact of the Week for Mardi Gras Week is what? Matt, since this is a uh, Tuesday at our Auburn meeting tonight, Rob sent us a wonderful fact from back in 1925. Matt, he sent us the, the city's budget for that year. Yikes, okay. The city's budget, Matt, for 1925. This was the state law, of course, requires an annual operating budget, like it still does, uh, for the city. And so this was Hernando budget. Matt, what do you think the city income for Hernando was in 1925. $721,000 total. Matt, $14,893. <laughs> it was 14, Okay, I got that wrong. 14, we raised more at the Mardi Gras ball than the entire budget of Hernando in 1925. Twice as much. Twice as much. Maybe Twice th- as yeah. much. So school tax was $9,721.39, and the general fund tax was $5,000. $172.12 for the total of fourteen eight ninety three fifty one. Matt, do you think that the city was in budget that year? Yeah, no. It no. was not. Of course it, it was. It was not. Republicans bu- were screaming. See, that's what I'm saying. They're screaming already. <laughs> it was not in budget. The expenses for 2025, there were four major expenses. The street and sidewalks, $5,000. Yes. High school. High school was put in. $10,000 for the high school. Just to build it? No, no, for the expenses. Oh, the, expenses. The, the, the high school was there. Yeah, I, I shouldn't understand. say put in. The high school was there. $10,000 for the high school. Uh, Waterworks, $4,000. And salaries. Now, here you go. The salaries for the go. cities. Here we go. $1,500 total. $1,500. Mayor was way too overpaid. <laughs> so the total people, ex- I'm telling you, Republicans are yelling at the radio right now. Total expenses, $20,500. So they were about $5,100 over budget in 1925 with the uh, annual income of $14,893. So just a fantastic. And then the other thing that they did during that board meeting that night in 1925, Matt, the marshal was instructed by the board to strictly enforce the speed limit of 12 miles an hour. 12. 12 miles an hour. That's, that, is not our, that is not our noise limit. That's no. not our noise. No, 12 miles an hour for speed limit and a new ordinance prohibiting bicycles on sidewalks you can no longer ride your bike on that sidewalk get in the street that's why we had in the street that's why we had to have those bicycle lanes put in because in 1925 (laughs) they were told to get in the street get off my sidewalk get in the street kid and get to ride a bike that's it so that's what happened never wore a helmet they didn't even i mean you look like a total idiot if you had a helmet helmet i'm not even sure they had seats at that time they're riding on the bar they're riding on the bar i'm not even sure oh yeah absolutely looks like so that real quick 1925 was 40 years before the wonder years which was what we would think of 
Well, yeah, 40 years before it's supposed to take place. Right, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Uh, eight, uh, 60 years before it's actually filmed. Right, yeah, right, that's right. That's but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's 40 right. years before kids on bicycles going out yeah. and playing and yeah. doing all that kind of stuff. What an amazing fact of the week right there. Hernando, uh, I would like to say, has come a long way. I, I will say this. Our Board of Aldermen we just mentioned, they work hard on staying in budget. and It's a big yes. deal compared yes. to uh, what you just read. So great job by them, of course. DeSoto County Fact of the Week brought to us by the DeSoto County Museum. I mean, if, if there's a better local museum, I'd like to see it for sure. Goodbye there soon. Let Rob Long and his team show you all around the DeSoto County Museum. I cannot say it enough. What a wonderful, wonderful asset we have. Totally free. Admission is free. Whether you bring one person or 100 people, you're going to walk into the Soda County Museum and the cost is covered. So thank you, Rob Long, again, Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, right here in town. We really appreciate it. Well, there, one of our sponsors for the uh, Mardi Gras Ball this past Saturday, Holland Insurance. Owner Jerry Holland and Vice President Bruce Robinson can help you with anything and everything insurance related, whether it's health, life, casualty, property, Aldo, anything insurance related you can think of, Bruce and Jerry are going to have a plan for you. Give them a call today at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Let them pair you up with Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Cigna, Nationwide, Liberty Mutual, some of the biggest insurance companies in the world. Holland Insurance in South Haven represents those companies. Give them a call today, 662-895-5528. Thank you again, Jerry and Bruce, for being sponsors of the UTW Podcast, and we really appreciate your assistance there with a nice sponsorship for the Crew Fernando Mardi Gras. The secret is out. North Point Christian is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. 211 new students made the switch and became part of the North Point family this year, pushing their enrollment to record levels. Are you interested in making a schooling switch in 2022-2023? North Point will be hosting their next opportunity to preview the point this Sunday, March 6th at 2 p.m. Again, this Sunday, March 6th at 2 p.m. They encourage prospective families to come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. Interested families should reserve their spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Ms. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. They invite you to get ready to make the switch and join the North Point family. As I lead into the next advertiser, I want to give a simple shout out to the city of Fernando for working with Mobile Car and Van Rental. Last Friday and Saturday, the city rented a van from us. They took a uh, group of teenagers down for the Mayor's Youth Council, the Mayor's Youth Leadership Council, down to Delta State to tour down there, go through a little program down there. So I want to give a shout out to the city and say thank you for supporting a local business. We really appreciate it. If you're traveling for summer, Now's the time to call Mobile Car and Van Rental. We specialize in 10, 12, and 15 passenger vans. If you're part of your church's youth group or your child goes to a local church, get in touch with the youth pastor and say, hey, these guys are booking up. Give them a call. Most of the youth pastors know about us, but in case they don't, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Please, you definitely want to encourage a youth pastor or church minister, uh, whoever might be in charge of summer travels, now's the time to book so you'll have a vehicle this summer. 662-469-4555. Our manager, Megan, is eager to help you. Mobile car and van rental located at the corner of Commerce and McCracken. Uh, you may already start to see some vans there, but we have some renovations happening and taking place right now. Can't wait to unveil those right around mid-March. We really look forward to that. Mobile car and van rental, 662-469-4555. Well, Derek, as we begin to wrap up our uh, Fat Tuesday show, uh, sadly, the basketball season 
has come to a close under the water tower yes, and our coverage of of basketball. Tell us about the Lady Trojans. We were cheering them on. You were there on Friday night, but uh, uh, let's just say shoot or shoot, Derek. Go ahead, my friend. <laughs> shoot or do shoot. The North Point girls came in looking to advance to the Final Four, but ran into an athletic team in MTCS, that's Middle Tennessee Christian School, who were absolutely on fire from the three-point range. At the end of the first quarter, the Trojans were down 19-15, to where they played their best quarter. MTCS increased their lead to 37-24 to at the half, hitting nine of their first 12 three-pointers, some of them a few feet behind the three-point line. 75%, by the That's, way. Uh, yeah, they were um, – It's impressive. It was very impressive. Uh, the, that 13-point lead increased to 17 at the end of the third, and North Point saw the writing on the wall and played like it in the fourth, losing 61-39. to they end the season 29-3 and and should hold their heads up high on a great season. I want to congratulate all four seniors who gave it their all, and the UTW Podcast looks forward to covering the Lady Trojans again next year. Rarely do you see a team that's 29-2 and and hosting yes. lose like that. But I mean, you were there on Friday. The girls were very confident. I mean, to go on the road, hostile environment. I'm sure yeah, the crowd was, was phenomenal. It was a great crowd. Great crowd both sides. And not be afraid to fire it up, and they go in. I mean, it, it was tough. Like, I'm talking about, there was a one guy, I don't know how many she had. I know she had at least five or six three-pointers made. And, again, we're not talking about toes on the line. We're talking about two or three feet behind the line right. shooting these three-pointers. So, even, even I mean, and again, North Point didn't play man-to-man. That probably would have been the best defense for this. Uh, but even in a stretch 1-3-1, one, one, they could not get out that far. You just weren't going to cover somebody three feet in behind it. They're playing a 1-3-1 one, one zone. Yep. Where are most of the shots coming from? Uh, they were coming from the the right and left of the wings. So, like, if you take it to elbows uh, at the free-throw line and you kind of extend those out past right. it. So, right, those, those kind of two signs. Right. And there were some in the corners. Which that's where you, that's where you attack a one three one is in the corner if you can get it all fast enough, and they were just hitting them. I mean, like they were just you were at first you're like okay well they can't keep this up now of course they didn't keep it up at seventy five percent they probably ended up closer around fifty but I mean just can't Still very you just good. can't get that far behind and man that girl that hit at least she hit at least five or six but she was an eighth grader mm. oh gosh it was known throughout the gym she was an eighth grader and it's like yeah you can't she's not being stopped why did we not make a change from the one three one to a two one two or something to where you expand make them. Your well, two on two was, and you had to go to man to man. They could not match up in a man to man against this. Athletically, team. they could. What I'm right. saying is, is go to a two one two, and and basically those people go out to those wings. They go out to those corners and make them beat you slashing to the basket, yeah. which would be a more, uh, you know, would be a more competitive game. I I think you probably could have done that. They did have a. a, a they had. They also had the the largest girl on the floor. Okay. Uh, and she did get. She had some putbacks. You know. I mean, she was. She was kind of tough down low. So I guess they would have started working into that you know, into her if that would have happened. But again, it, it was overmatched. It was just. A, it was a sad ending. A good team, Matt. But I mean, that's just a good division. That that was the third place team in their division. Uh, the winner. Now they would actually. The, they advanced down to the final four to play uh, Webb Bell Buckle which is the first place team in their division, who had already beat them twice this year. So I do expect Bell Buckle. Very familiar with each other. Well, Bell Buckle to advance to the final. Uh, so anyway, so just a good year for the Trojans. Congratulations to them. Matt, one more thing. Uh, I want to reach out before we end the show. Before, and I, I know you're going to give out some information too. But uh, on our Friday show, we're going to look to update the records for the baseball and the softball yes. team. So go ahead. We're going to give the records for all three teams that we cover. I cannot stress this enough. Lewisburg, uh, Twitter. Uh, Lewisburg, Baseball Twitter, Lewisburg Softball Twitter, Hernando Baseball and Softball Twitter, North Point. I actually know that one, so I can get that information. <laughs> um, but the uh, on we please reach out to us at UTW Pod. Send me the records, or if you want to email, email them to me under the water tower info at gmail.com. Under the water tower info at gmail.com. Please email me the records right now. If you, there's any kind of players you want to highlight, any captains of the teams, uh, or any 
you know, like if somebody's got already eight home runs or something like that this year, we'd like to mention that too. So again, any kind of uh, abnormal statistics, uh, any records, please, and any captains that you want to name, get those to me in the next two days. Again, either you could tweet at me, private message me on Twitter or to our email. We want to celebrate them by announcing the starting records. And then again, from Friday on, the rest of the spring, baseball and softball updates every show absolutely we'll give it a shot there we'll do our best to uh do that actually gonna go see what little baseball tonight hernando hosts center hill so i want to go see yeah hernando hosts center hill tonight so i want to go watch some of that look if you enjoy our show enjoy our talk about young people again thank you to the lady trojans 29 and 3 on the season just a wonderful uh season i mean again 29 and 2 typically doesn't lose in that fashion but man you just ran into a buzzsaw it's tough and yeah it really is tough but congratulations on a wonderful year congratulations to those four seniors on on a great career and uh you know, thank you so much for allowing us to cover that. We definitely appreciate it. Again, if you enjoy our show and like what we do with young people here, uh, the different jokes we make and have the fun on the UTW Podcast, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast. As Derek just mentioned, UTW Pod on Twitter. That's UTW Pod on Twitter. If you enjoy our show, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to our show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you hear our voice, please Give us that five-star review. We really, really appreciate it. If you enjoy our show, please look for OB Pod. I mentioned on our Friday show that they had some pretty big changes happening uh, last week. Uh, so, you know, go look at the look up last week's show, learn about that, and we wish those guys nothing but the best. OB Pod covering Olive Branch, Lewisburg, and Center Hill. Well, Derek, I uh, hope you enjoy the weather. A wonderful, beautiful week of weather. Get out and enjoy it. Uh, get out there and, uh, you know, start maybe doing a little spring projects or start getting a little bit of uh, cabin fever for sure. Really look forward to uh, the week. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Oh,